0: Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Do Back Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news theories and reviews with your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. What's up guys and welcome to another episode of the do back discussion podcast this is your host tj bowser and joining me as always is jared the dark jedi hey guys how's it going and the life preserver wearing connor (laughs) chiquiti what's up guys what's up pussy slayer 3000 so today is may 7th 2019 and connor is still slammed like there's no tomorrow how is everyone doing today pretty good 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 jared how was your week uh it was all right uh last week was super busy uh the work schedule is slightly lighter this week however i am uh doing a whole reading a whole lot of comics and uh reading a whole lot of novels to uh crank out some reviews for you guys uh today my whole day was made by watching a video of um will smith on the tonight show for those of you who don't know um aside from being a star wars and comic book fan pardon my hiccup i'm also huge 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 disney fan um aladdin is one of it's not my favorite i said aladdin don't you turn yourself on <laughs> i'm looking at you, you crazy fucking robot um but i'm a huge aladdin fan and uh, i'm also a big fan of will smith both his acting career and his music and um he kind of gave like a little teaser on the tonight show of like what his version of friend like me is gonna sound like and it is like prime 90s era will smith oh dude i'm so fucking excited (laughs) it's only a couple weeks away it's so good what about you connor
1: um not too bad uh what was it? May 4th. I was trying to go down to Philly cuz not only was it Star Wars Day obviously, it was also Free Comic Book Day. And I just wanted to go down to Philly in um South Street, but plans fell through that did, and that didn't happen. But I ended up going to this this Star Wars thing in Bethlehem where I participated in some yeah, <clears throat> oh, sorry. In a contest where it was just name that Star Wars character, and I took third, mainly because the character that popped up on the screen, I knew who he was. It was Admiral Monty from A New Hope, but I couldn't think of his name.
0: Oh, I, you fucking casual! <laughs> you fucking casual! No, it's- okay, of all people to mess up, you're gonna mess up the. F- mm
1: continue What were you gonna say? no go ahead
0: you mess up the names of like people that are like icon oh, uh, you know see that's the thing is everyone fucks up on like the imperial names and fuck up with like like at what's the what's that one that they struggled with on the schmodown jared uh it was sam whitworth got confused between um admiral piet and captain nita that which that ironically ironically also cost me my two most recent Trivial Pursuit losses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Captain Data and Admiral Piet.
1: But yeah, I, I got third in that and won just a bunch of uh, some some Star Wars stuff. And then there was an interesting talk that this one guy had, Thomas Har- Harper, on law and Star Wars. And interestingly enough, I went up to him because he seemed very knowledgeable and very cool to talk to him about Tal Swift, the Alliance of Star Wars fanatics. And what do you know? He was in the, he's been in the group for about two years. So I met a fellow Tal Swift member there and that was pretty wizard. Um, other than that, I, uh, I finally saw two films, um, Manchester by the sea and fight club.
0: Um, the second one we can talk about on air.
1: Yeah, Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> really loved it. Um, it was very it was probably one of the saddest and of films I've seen. Mm-hmm. But it was great nonetheless.
0: Yeah, you haven't seen American Tale, Five o Goes West. That's that's pretty fucking sad. <laughs> I haven't, no. But um <laughs> but Fight Club on the Did other hand French to Terabithia. Oh, I, that was oh, the first dude, movie that ever made me cry. Oh. Dude,
1: that's been a while since I've seen that.
0: I watched that movie and got fucked up. Yeah,
2: I was, it's been a. It was while. back
0: when Jared was a wee laddie. But um,
1: Fight Club. Um, we don't talk. I honestly it. wasn't. I honestly wasn't <laughs> too impressed by it. Oh my god. I don't know. Just um, the story and the characters were just kind of ass to me, and the twist was so easy to figure out. It, I figured it out literally like three minutes in, and when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, cool. All right. And just, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to rewatch it. Just forget about it and rewatch it in forget a month or so. But just, it wasn't anything too special. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm just trying to get through my last week of junior year of college before I go home.
0: So that's all. I published an interview with actor, director, writer, producer, James Sweet from the film, Jason Rising, also from a little TV show you guys might watch uh, called Z Nation. Uh, Really cool guy. Really cool interview. Check that out on the Gore Moore podcast. But speaking of podcasts, Connor, talk about our little podcast network.
1: So our podcast network um, consists of this podcast, the Back Discussion Network, where we talk about Star Wars, basically. Um, And then you have... Um, Gore the Gore and more podcast hosted by TJ Bowser where they talk about where they talk all things horror and then you have a third podcast Hall of Heroes by Jared Bachman Stubbs the other one the other guy on this podcast here where they talk about the Hell MCU yeah. and superheroes in general
0: now for confirmation we actually haven't heard Jared talk in about a month now uh, what we've actually been receiving is messages from his tethered Saj, which is oh, that's true. Stands for <laughs> shit audio. Jared. Uh, soon, Jared will be back in full form after he finally overcomes his tethered and actually gets a microphone. Uh, but until then, enjoy Saj. The I need a new laptop. I have the microphone. <laughs> he needs it's the a new laptop. It can't handle the podcasting thing. No, but thank you, Connor, for doing the old advertisement. So first thing on the docket, Jared, what do we got, baby? We have. Uh, on May the fourth, uh, starwars.com published a massive article unveiling what all of the the road to the rise of Skywalker books are going to include. Uh, the next story is kind of tied to this, and um, I have dibs on talking about it for obvious reasons. Um, but from the Star Wars.com team, a galaxy of stories leading to the final film in the Skywalker saga is on the way In celebration of Star Wars Day, Star Wars.com is thrilled to reveal Journey to Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, a series of books and comics connected to the highly anticipated film. The Journey to Rise of Skywalker publishing program is our biggest and boldest film tie-in program yet. Uh Says Lucas, Lucasfilms creative director of publishing. Uh, he says, We've got exceptionally talented authors, artists, and publishers creating content for fans of all ages. While these titles will include some hints and Easter eggs for the new film, the majority of these titles will feature all new stories set following the events of Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, the greatest movie in the whole goddamn franchise. Our journey to books and comics will star Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose, and of course, Leia. Chewy the droids, First Order. Here you'll get a glimpse at both the state of the galaxy and some of the ongoing battles between the Resistance and the First Order. As fans prepare for the Rise of Skywalker and the epic conclusion to the Skywalker saga, these stories are not to be missed. Pre-order for the launch early next week. Until then, check our covers, descriptions, and release dates for every title below. And happy Star Wars Day um Fuck, so yeah. real quick run through these uh tj or connor if you guys want to run through the books because i'm probably going to take the next story and i don't want to like dominate the air
1: connor reads more than me so connor can talk yeah about let me him. go through them now opening it up
0: um why was it open already connor because it, it,
1: it wasn't <laughs> my guy she you have
0: a, you still have a lot to learn Battle one Jekyll. all
1: right sure i guess anyway the first
0: third book- place motherfucker third place <laughs> don't even talk <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> bitch i will curb stomp you in trivial pursuit come near me
1: you probably would so i mean i am schmo down ready motherfucker got it so the first so the first book is in the rise of skywalker um Publishing series is the uh, is Resistance Reborn, and the description says in this journey to Star Wars, in this journey to Star Wars, the Rise of Skywalker novel, Poe Dameron, General Leia Organa, Rey, and Finn must struggle to rebuild the Resistance after their defeat at the hands of the First Order in Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and it's being written by Rebecca Ro- Roan The next one is uh. Is um, for, is entitled Force Collector, and it is set just before The Force Awakens Has a restless teenager who sets out to discover what connection his mysterious Force powers have to the fabled Jedi and what the Force has in store for him. Definitely an interesting read. I'm definitely checking that one out. And it's being written by Kevin Schnick. Schnick. I don't know how to... Schnick yeah. yeah.
0: Schna- 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 yeah.
1: Schna- Schna- <laughs> um the next one which is a comic titled um, Allegiance the author is Ethan Sachs. Um
0: <laughs> DJ, you're fucking 12. <laughs> um the description right, that it, name, I'm like I'm waiting for the fucking <laughs> <laughs>
1: The description of it is on the run since the destruction of Starkiller Base. General Leia and the handful and the remaining handful of resistance have barely managed to survive, much less strike back against the superior forces of the First Order. Dumb. Running low on options, Leia decides to reach out to her allies, the Mon Calamari, whose shipyards once powered the Rebel Alliance. So. There's no doubt in my mind. We're gonna see some. We're gonna see some Moncala ships in Rise of Skywalker, which is gonna be fucking awesome.
0: Akbar should have been the one who made the jump into the supremacy. Anyway,
1: I would have oh I said
0: Akbar. I said Akbar. Turn it off.
1: <laughs> so the so the uh, so the other the next one in line is. Written by Elizabeth Schaefer, and the description, and it's called um, "We Are the Resistance." It's a kid, it's a kids book. Still gonna read it. I don't care. And <laughs> the description, <laughs> the description is: Join Leia, Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewie, Rose, BB-8, and all the brave heroes of the Resistance in their fight against the First Order, featuring stunning retro stylized illustrations. This book includes iconic scenes from The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. And it will be on sale October 4th,
0: 2019. See, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get these books for Kira
2: and ah. for 10 for
0: her. But in reality, I'm just consuming every last bit of content I can get my grimy little paws on.
1: Indeed. Indeed. So the next few are... um. Title, the next one is titled Resistance Heroes. It's written by Michael, Michael Sigling, and the description is meet Ray, Finn, Poe, and the rest of the heroes of the Resistance who are fighting to save the galaxy from the evil First Order. And then the next... Um, fake
0: news. Christ. They're lying about the, the nature of the First Order.
1: It, we'll get into that. The next one is First Order Villains. Also written by Mr. Siglane, And the description is meet the sinister Kylo Ren and the rest of the vile villain, fearsome First Order from Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker.
0: I am again offended by the description of this book.
1: <laughs> um, the next one uh, is titled Choose Your Destiny A Finn and Poe Adventure, written by Caven Scott. Who's also on the Who's also on the author team for Project Luminous, and the description of this is: Join Finn, Poe, and BB-8 on a dangerous but necessary mission for the struggle and resistance. With over twenty possible outcomes, readers will have to choose to careful, choose carefully in order to keep Finn, Poe, and BB-8 safe from the evil First Order. Again, uh, you're probably a fan. I really
0: hope there's an option for uh, Finn and Poe to end up together.
1: <laughs> Look, um,
0: I love next- my Raylow, but y'all don't hear about how much I also love Storm Pilot, okay?
1: <laughs> I personally love neither, but that's just me.
0: You know what, Connor? Shut the fuck up. Oh! <laughs> fuck yeah!
2: <laughs> Aggression!
1: <laughs> I had to say it. That That's on air, everybody. If you want to come at me, come at me. I don't care.
0: Attack, um, attack Connor, he's not a Raylo. <laughs> if he's wearing his dewback shirt, he gets a free pass. No, he doesn't. Well, I guess he's already struggling to breathe when he has that fucking thing on anyway, so... Yeah, it's true. Uh... <laughs> So we got some master and apprentice talks, or are we done, or are we not done with Kylo Ren books? Ah, uh, no. There's some. There's oh, yeah, still. There's still a this. few more
1: books. Oh, so the next one is Spark of the Resistance, written by Justina Ireland, and the description is: When a when a distress plea goes up from the isolated planet Minfar, Resistance heroes Rey, Poe, and Rose hear the call. Together, they will face down a First Order battalion, terrifying flying creatures, and a weapon that could change the course of the war. I hope, I hope to God it's not another desktop or another it, star Color base in this, in this sense. They wouldn't,
0: it, put that in a, they wouldn't put that in a wall.
1: They really wouldn't. Anyway, the next one is titled Star Wars Adventures. It's written by John Barber and Michael Morsey. And the description is, in a series of original s- stories, the mighty Wookiees of Kashyyyk must defend their home planet against the armies of the evil First Order. Plus, R2, C3PO, and BBA team up on a top secret spy adventure for the Resistance. And then, in terms of adult and young adult nonfiction, we have Ultimate non-fiction Star Wars. Nonfiction, fiction. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have Ultimate Star Wars, the new edition. And the authors are Adam Bray, Cole Horton, Tricia Barr, Win- and Ryder Windham, with a forward by Anthony Daniels. And the description is this fully updated, comprehensive, and detailed encyclopedia explores the characters, creatures, locations, vehicles, and technology found throughout the entire Star Wars galaxy. Ultimate Star Wars New Edition is an in-depth visual guide packed full of exhaustive information about, about Star Wars, including The Last Jedi Solo, Star Wars Resistance, and a sneak peek at Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) <laughs> and then we have amazing, an amazing sticker sticker adventure written by David Fenty, Fentiman. And this 72-page sticker book includes more than 500 stickers of characters, locations, vehicles, and props. And it's featuring all new content from the highly anticipated film, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And then you have... The movie-making magic of ships and battles written by Landry Walker, and the description is to go behind the scenes of the biggest movie franchise of all time in this immersive and interactive book to see how the most iconic vehicles in the galaxy, from the Millennium Falcon to X-Wings and TIE Fighters to at and the Death Star, were created and used in the film The Star Wars Saga. This collectible book includes special interactive elements, including six-page booklets, accordion folds, and flaps that reveal the magic behind the movies with concept sketches, mold, digital imagery, and more. Plus, get a sneak peek at some of the vehicles from Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. And then some adult and kids novelcy. The first one is Star Wars: The Ultimate Pop-Up Galaxy.
0: I love. Written the cover by. for that so.
1: Wait, say that again,
0: Jared? I love the cover for that so much.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a pretty wizard cover. Pretty wizard. Very expansive. Um, so it's written, so the author and pop-up engineer is Matthew, and the description is presented in a dynamic 360 that enables the action to be viewed from all sides. The book also opens up to form a displayable 3D diorama of the entire saga. Packed with amazing Star Wars Potter, moments and Potter, hidden surprises to discover, Potter, Star Wars The Ultimate Pop Up Galaxy represents a whole new th- level of sophistication and interactivity in pop up books and is guaranteed to thrill fans of all ages. Matthew is the king of paper engineering, turns to the franchise in this new deluxe pop up.
0: I have one of his pop up, Star Wars pop up books already. Um, I got it when I was a kid. And like the last page has flaps that open up. One flap that opens up to reveal Luke, and one that opens up to reveal Vader. And like there's um, like a small battery inside the book that like ignites their lightsabers. Whoa.
1: Dang, nice.
0: It's a pretty wizard.
1: It is really wizard. Very so. Space wizard. Ooh. Yep. So the next one is just titled "The Resistance," written by Sally Little, and the description is: "Follow the rise of the Resistance. Six button sound book, sound book featuring story moments, dialogue, sound effects, and a light up, light up lightsaber sound module. That sounds pretty cool. Um, and then we had: Do you want Do you want me to go through the rest of these or?
0: Uh, You could probably just hit the Visual Dictionary and the um, art book because I want to talk about the the, I want to talk about the cover of the art book. Cool, because Rainbow boys here.
1: Yeah, so we have so there's a few other fun little books coming out that you can check out on the Star Wars website. And then we have The Art of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, written by Phil. How do you pronounce his last name? Is it Zostak?
0: mccracken so, so stack so okay
1: <laughs> and the description is the official behind the scenes production and post-production art for star wars the rise of skywalker go inside the creative process behind the most anticipated film of the century the latest trilogy in the Star Wars film series brings the Skywalker saga to a close and the art of the rise of Skywalker will take readers into the creative process behind visualizing the epic worlds, creatures, characters, costumes, weapons and vehicles of the landmark conclusion. More than 40 years in making and that goes on sale. December 12th, tw- December 20th, 2019.
0: So we um, ha- real quick, I just want to say. Uh the Force Awakens art book had Kylo, the Last Jedi art book had Rey. The um Rise of Skywalker one has both of them on there. And we have uh Darkness Rising and Rey meeting it. Um we have the image almost of Rey pulling Kylo up. Um it looks like Ray is perhaps on Mustafar. And it looks like Kylo was inside of like the same cave area that Ray was in in The Last Jedi. This is so beautiful. I love this so much. I, I just want the, I want just this image. Like, I just want this image on a shirt. Continue.
1: Dude, I, def- no, I definitely see that image being on a shirt. Um, so then the next one we have is the visual dictionary of The Rise of Skywalker written by Pablo Hidalgo, ya boy. Um, And the description is, it's a 200-page definitive guide to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and the characters, creatures, droids, locations, and technology from the new film. And it's packed with over 500 images and info, plus cross-sections of new vehicles penned by Star Wars scribe Pablo Hidalgo. It's a must have for all for all fans who want to go beyond the beyond the movie experience. And then we have the Rise of Skywalker official movie special written by various. And it is an in-depth collector's edition featuring material from long awaited from the long awaited Star Wars film, The Rise of Skywalker, including interviews with the cast and crew and an exclusive imagery. And then, to wrap it all up, other than there being a book, The Galaxy Need You, which is a kids' fiction book, you ha- we have the official guide to The Rise of Skywalker, written by Matt Jones, and it is a 96-page informative guide to The Rise of Skywalker for young fans, revealing the characters, creatures, droids, locations, and technology from the new film. It is packed with images and info, And it's the perfect companion for those who want to relive the movie outside of the theater. So that is all the books we're getting, which is a freaking lot. But I'm excited.
0: Yes. I mean, like I said, yeah, I'm excited for all these. Probably going to cover most of if not all of like the actual novels and stuff, Um, including the the sticker book, including the what the sticker book. Oh, yeah. Fuck oh, yeah! Never but forget. Never forget. If there, if there is, and if there is a demand for me to review the sticker book, do it. I, I can it. say I never thought I'd, that would be a sentence that ever came out of my mouth. Ooh, because there's a lot of things that, that uh, I've made uh, come out of your mouth that you never thought you'd say. Uh, welcome to the Do Back Discussion Podcast, home of the Filthy Mouth and much more. Uh yes. Mysterious Kylo Ren book? Okay, I've been dying to talk about this since this happened. So, all right, I'm just going to read the article just straight up. Previously, a previously unannounced Kylo Ren centric Star Wars spin off novel may have been leaked <laughs> thanks to a mistake by publisher Penguin Random House. This caring lark on Twitter noted the description for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Black Spire, an upcoming Star Wars spinoff novel by Delilah Dawson on Penguin's Australian site, seemed to be for a different novel. Before later being changed, the description read, Confidential and Unannounced, a standalone Star Wars title delving into the character of one of the biggest names in the Star Wars universe, Kylo Ren. So that was accidentally tied to the Black Spire uh, novel. Like they just accidentally said it like the description of it was confidential and unannounced (laughs) A standalone Star Wars title delving into the character of one of the biggest names in the Star Wars universe. Kylo Ren goes on to say Kylo Ren is a relatively new character in the Star Wars universe, making his first appearance in The Force Awakens played by Adam Driver. The preview continued with the complicated origin story. This book hopes to look deeper into Kylo Ren's past and reveal more of the mysteries behind the mask. Mm. The description has been changed to the proper one for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge tie-in novel, indicating that there was po- that that was posted pro- probably wasn't supposed to be there. However, it's unclear how accurate the description is or if a standalone novel centered on Kylo Ren is actually in the works. In response to the supposed leak, a Del Rey editor seemed to imply the whole thing might be fake, writing lol, so someone uploaded a book proposal leak and then updated the leak with a note that it was confidential, lol. What the fuck? It's it's unclear at this time if there is indeed a book fitting this description in the work. It's also unclear if this project related to Journey to the Rise of Skywalker uh, is currently set to start releasing, Um, but... Director and co-writer J.J. Abrams of Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Oh no, and that just goes into the um, credentials about Rise of Skywalker. Okay, first of all, this is fucking hilarious. I don't understand how shit like this happens. Um, but I really hope this is them just trying to play chicken and walk it, walk stuff back. Mm -hmm. Because if I just I want there to be a Kylo book. I'll. I will read and listen to that book a thousand times over. <laughs> but yeah, so there might be like a secret Kylo book that's going to like get released from under our noses here. Hmm. It's interesting to see how uh, things pan out with this. I mean, it could be cool as fuck. Yeah, like I said, I just think that the circumstance of how it all happened fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. Uh so you did uh Master and Apprentice this week. You want to talk about what you yes. found out? Yeah, so Master and Apprentice, uh, it's a really, really fun new Star Wars novel. I think it takes I can't um uh, off the top of my head, I believe it's eight years before the events of Phantom Menace. Um it's Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan on an adventure. Uh Qui-Gon is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, they're not working as well as we see them work together in uh Phantom Menace. There's some static there. Obi-Wan is a little too by the book for Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon is just a little bit too much of a nebulous kind of person for Obi-Wan. Um, it's, it's hard for both of them to kind of get used to each other and then something happens. It kind of puts a bigger wedge between them and then they go on a diplomatic mission to a planet called Pyjil, and it, uh and all kinds of political intrigue and uh, detective work ensues. Um, my favorite kind of Star Wars stories are, in, in novels at least, tend to be the political thrillers and the it stories. Mm-hmm. And this is both of them, wrapped up in the bow of two of my favorite characters. So Master and Apprentice was somewhat written for me. <laughs> um they uh they made it very easy for me to want to read this book it is a little slow at times its doesn't it doesn't have the best pacing um but that's really my only big issue with it um i always listen to these audiobooks so that i'm able to multitask and get other things done while i'm getting to experience these novels plus i feel like the audiobooks are more immersive when it comes to star wars but um the voice performances on the audiobook at the very least are very good um the narrator does an excellent Liam Neeson impersonation as well as a good Ewan McGregor one. Um there's a newer character, or not newer, he's a new, character introduced named Rail Avaros, uh, who is fucking hysterical. Um he's a Jedi from a backwater planet who the council never really got to like that much. And they had a whole lot of mixed opinions about him. He too, like Qui Gon, was trained by Count Dooku uh, during Dooku's time as a Jedi, which we do get to get uh, a peek at. Um, and uh, yeah, Rail, Rail is Rail's a lot, and I want more stories about Rail Avaros. I want to know what happens to him during the Clone War, because um, he's just fascinating. He's just he's just a very interesting character who has a whole lot of baggage of his own. Um, I don't want to spoil the book on the air, but it's a really good time. Like I said, it's a great whodunit with lots of political intrigue uh, littered throughout. So, uh, yeah, if you have time or uh, the, the credits or you got like a free audible audiobook credit laying around and you want to listen to something, give Master and Apprentice a listen. It is excellent. Nice. Uh, do you have anything about this, Connor?
1: Um, no, I haven't gotten around to reading it. I don't even know if I will. I'm pretty behind on most of the books, so I mainly rely on Star Wars Explained to um give me the uh, give me the goods, the important information, which he always does. So you
0: you you mean my would be rival?
1: Your would-be rival. Actually, your will be rival.
0: Ooh, I like that. Um, now, I will say this much, uh, just as you talking about Star Wars Explains coverage of it, um, Alex Damon does an excellent job of taking a look at a lot of the prophecies uh, that are foretold. Because uh, we do get to get our first real look at the Chosen One prophecy. Um, if you pay attention, there actually is a prophecy referring to Kylo Ren in the book. Um, which is really cool. I mean, it's not a spoiler. The pro the prophecy itself is she who is born to darkness shall to give birth to darkness. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, now I did have a theory back a while ago that I think that the chosen one prophecy may or may not be about Ben Solo. And even though we have like, actually what the chosen one prophecy says at a later date, I will make my argument as to why I still think The Chosen One Prophecy could be them. Um, but regardless, uh, if you want like a deep dive into the prophecies and stuff, go check out Star Wars Explained. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already do. But regardless, go listen to my...
1: Regardless.
0: You, you ever see Oh Hello on Netflix?
1: No, I haven't.
0: No, oh my god! It's a two man show. It's John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. I
2: love these two
0: hysterical dude. Watch Oh Hello. Watch Oh Hello. Like tonight, it will change your life. But that's why I say shit like regardless all the time. Oh okay. Oh my god! It's so funny. It is so meta and so weird, and it's John Mulaney, and I love it. And that applies to everybody listening to this, like Connor, Alex. Uh, what i say abs alex damon connor alex damon is not on this show i wish he was tj that would be so um, cool and everybody out there go watch oh hello do yourselves a favor go watch oh hello um but yeah that's master and apprentice okay so moving on to the next topic uh three new movie dates announced for star wars films Um uh, The Skywalker saga is coming to a close with the release of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker this holiday season, but Disney plans on plans for the Star Wars franchise thereafter are already in motion. Star Wars will be taking a hiatus from major, most major movie releases after Episode nine hits theaters. But now we know more about what the franchise will be continuing in the future. Disney has released its slate of upcoming movies, which details releases for three new Star Wars movies in 2022, 2024, and 2026. So that's going to leave us a three-year hiatus between Star Wars films. How do you guys feel about that? I will live with it. Um, We have lots of non-movie content.
1: Dude, really exactly. <laughs> no, I'm ser- no, no, I'm dead serious. Like three years to wait for a new Star Wars film—that's just three years where I can catch up on all the books, comics, and video games and extended media. Which is great. You
0: don't know what I'm laughing at. You don't know what you don't know. Is that what I'm laughing at? <laughs> I just had to do a lap around my room. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm crying. God, oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. TJ, I love you. I, I love, love you so, so bad.
1: Wait, TJ, is it the thing you sent me?
0: Uh, it's it's um, uh, it's what the thing I'm going to be sending you. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's oh, fuck me. That's taking things <laughs> to the best way possible. Uh, but yeah, continue what you were saying, Connor.
1: No, I'm just. It just gives <laughs> us, like, for the diehards and the non-fucking casuals, uh, it gives us time to um, catch up on all the extended material since there, we don't have a new film for three years. But for the casual, but for the casual viewers who just watched the film. There's nothing wrong with that. There kind of is, but I'm just saying, um, you have three years, which is a pretty decent amount of time to just kind of refresh yourself. Just get back into a star Wars. Movie. So it's a win win for both of, for
0: both sides. And that's how long we had to use to wait. So, yep. It's back. The really schedule that kills us inside slowly. Uh, I mean, are these going to be the Ryan Johnson trilogy, or are these going to be the Ben Affleck we Did not say. I don't know. I'd say it's I the. Hope. I'm going to say it's, it's the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yeah. I don't think yeah, they're going to run two storylines because... parallel. I don't think they're going to do that. Mm. Is this the final season of Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard I think to tell.
1: The, I think I think the uh, Benioff and Weiss have said they're gonna um, they're gonna start working on their new Star Wars film like, after this ends.
0: Like John Favreau said, it took him seven years. They might. I don't know. There's there's they might do Benioff and Weiss first. Um, I don't know. Like I said, my number one thing is I just don't want. Even though I love him and he was right about the whole Palpatine thing with episode nine. Um, I really don't want Christian Harloff's prediction to be right. That, like, they'll just start with Benioff and Weiss and then Ryan Johnson will just be pushed off long enough that, like, the project kind of fizzles out. That would be bullshit. I would. I really don't want that to happen.
1: The same. So, um, I want them both. I want them both.
0: Oh, Agreed. I, I don't I, – I'm so excited for the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Like I love his work and I love his vision. So, Yeah, I, we I, I, I want more Ryan Johnson movies. I want something like uh, The Last Jedi. I want that feel. I want that type of storytelling. That would be really cool. But then again, I also want the mass scale that uh, th- those uh, Game of Thrones boys can deliver. They can – they're pretty good. Uh... The thing is is that th- all they're doing is taking as well, books. As long and as the scene is in- well – Lit, it's great. I mean, does this mean that we're gonna have nudity in Star Wars? Uh, can we get some Twilight titties? Well, we will see. No, well, I don't. I also don't like when people go, "Oh, it's Game of Thrones. There's gonna be tits." Like, <laughs> I know you're doing that as a joke, but like, I've heard people legitimately be like, "Oh, it's Game of Thrones. There's gonna be tits." Um, yeah, like they're really good at writing stories about morally questionable people who have to make hard decisions, like. Again, I hate to be on, like, the Old Republic fucking bandwagon, but, like, if (laughs) there is anybody who can write... And again, if they do an Old Republic story, there is no guarantee that they are going to adapt Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the video. Yeah. But But if they were going to... If they were going to, and if they were going to adapt that story... I can't think of a team of people who would be better to write and craft a story about someone like Revan better than Benioff was.
1: Same. Because I've heard um, from people, because I really haven't watched Game of Thrones, but I've heard from people that have watched it that when... The show and the book were still, like, parallel with each other. Um, Benioff and Weiss did a fantastic job in adapting the material from the book to the show.
0: Okay. I I don't really know anything about Game of Thrones, other than Gwendolyn Christie and Pedro Yeah, The last two seasons, they've been beyond where the books is, so... They've done a lot that like they just don't have any reference for. I keep coming back to the chat, and keep seeing Ben Shapiro's stupid face. Um, but I win. I win. There's, there's, they're, they're great. They're excellent creative minds, and I lo- I can't wait to see what they do with Star Wars. Yeah, same. So dark visions, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I finally got to read it and um I, I have a lot of opinions. So first of all I want to say I do not think that the writers and people behind the comic had any type of malice or venom towards anyone in the fandom, I do not think that this story is deliberately written as a hit piece against (laughs) shipping culture and Star Wars shippers, and specifically the females in the fandom who fancy themselves, their Kylo Ren's and Anakin Skywalker's. That said... It is impossible to read this book and not take that away from. If you are aware to how cold and mean the toxic side of the fandom can be towards the, the, the girls with sabers and the who talks first and the scavengers hordes of the world, you can very easily go oh my god, like, this is basically satirizing those voices in the fan. Maybe not intentionally, but the end result is kind of like a really crude introspective on, like, the idea of loving the bad guy. Um, I personally don't like how the woman in the book was written. I think it was incredibly um, antiquated. I don't think that they had any real vision beyond she's stupid and in love with Vader for this character. They made her incredibly pathetic and Star Wars has been on such a hot streak of writing women as people. There has been a shit streak of Star Wars for a very long time with the exception of, Princess Leia, Jaina Solo, the occasional female character, that a lot of women in Star Wars stories were essentially plot devices. Padme in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith is is for all intents and purposes written as a plot device for Anakin to slowly turn to the dark side. Natalie Portman acts her ass off and makes Padme fun to watch. Despite the fact that she's terribly written and doesn't really have a character. <laughs> and the same can be said for countless, countless, countless women in the franchise. You know, the Juno Eclipse is the same way. You know, anytime a woman who is in any way written as a love interest character or is written as somebody with some type of romantic endgame, their actual characterization falls by the wayside. And I, what I've really enjoyed about Disney Star Wars is that there hasn't been a single character who feels pointless, who doesn't feel like, oh, you're literally only here to make this character do this thing. Um, Can you however, hear that, Jared? That host- I
1: mean, what? I've seen that already. Can, Can you do hear
0: that? Can you hear all the toxic Star Wars fans screaming from their basement right now? Oh yeah, because they're totally screaming. Okay, that it's I, Red. I heard Rose Tico like echoing through the like the halls. Yeah, like, it was really no weird. Rose, but Rose is a legitimate character. She represents something in the story.
1: Yeah, something that now, Finn needs.
0: Something that something that Finn needs, but she has her own character beyond Finn. She has her arc is meant to intertwine with Finn's in the same way that Rey, and Kylo Ren is meant to enter.
1: How so? Um, With with Rose and Finn, because I don't think I've just ever picked up on it or analyzed it in depth. Rose,
0: Rose is meant to show Finn the humanity of the resistance.
1: That I guess
0: Finn is still in a state where, like the first, he's in a
1: state of selfishness per se.
0: In a state of selfishness, I I even hesitate to say selfishness. I think there's a level of naivete and inability to recognize a bigger picture. I don't think it's selfish so much as it's just narrow-minded. Rose has her own character in that she is a kind humanist who is appalled by the First Order and truly believes that to save the galaxy, it requires a big heart. Um, And that's her arc. Now, Finn is a more central character, so we more experience Rose through Finn's lens, but Rose is a fully formed person. So Finn learns the lessons of there's a bigger fight here. Like, like, we're not fighting for ourselves. We're fighting for the galaxy. We're fighting in the name of love. And Finn needs to learn that through Rose. But it's not like... Rose exists to make Finn do it. Finn learns from Rose. And that's the difference there is that he is learning and experiencing this person. It's not the plot happens to Rose and Finn reacts to that. It's Finn and Rose are an active part of the plot.
1: Okay. And as people,
0: they are bouncing off of each other.
1: No, I I got you.
0: Does this woman in dark visions does nothing but bounce off of the story. The story happens to her. She doesn't happen to the story. Yeah. And Can I again, she is. Really, May I interject? what to tell my yes. sense? Uh, I don't see a single problem wrong with the story. I feel like it's a real life situation applied to something that's in a galaxy far, far away. And it seems out of context and out of place because we're not used to this type of stuff in star Wars. I think seeing that the route that the dark visions comics have taken so far, is enough to justify this story and enough to, and enough to justify the character that is displayed in that comic. I think with the, the, lunacy of the rest of the dark visions comics, I mean, most of them are made to be like, Oh, that's fucking cool. Uh, I think Vader rides a horse at some point. Uh, yeah, he does. Okay. That's- so if you want to compare it to the other issues and the other storylines, I mean, it makes sense with these dark visions moniker that the titles in these comics hold, I mean, that's just my See, opinion. To, to a point, absolutely. And I don't, I don't want to take away from your opinion, but just for the sheer sake of uh, debating it and discussing it, because it's kind of the name of the show. Yes, of um, course. First of all, my whole th- I want to finish my thought on the woman. Yes. I think if they wrote her differently, the story would have been received differently, and I would have liked it way more. Okay. I think if you gave the woman an initiative mm-hmm. in the story that she had a role to play beyond just being, vader stalker and you don't make her just seem like an idiot because the the story is written in a way where it punches down but what if the woman actually was an idiot what if she was like not even an idiot but mentally ill and it caused her to act that way i mean i mean That's the thing is you can do all of that you can do all of that well, not letting her be like but that, cartoonishly. But then like, again, some people are um, like that. But so yeah, what what right. if someone would say that you're actually making fun of uh mental health then because you don't accept people that are actually like that? No, but that's what I'm saying. Is that she's written so cartoonishly that I I feel like it's more of an affront on her that she's just like so laxadaisical and just starry eyed, like beyond any like grounding whatsoever. I mean, now, that might I, like in my review and I don't know. Yeah, I know you said you uploaded a handful of reviews. Did you upload the Dark Visions one? Uh, yeah. Or am I no. speaking before that? I don't before care if I spoil out. my own review, but. No, that'll be published tomorrow along with one of Connors. Okay. Well, regardless, uh, what I say in the review is I, I give my own two cents and I have very much of the opinion of, you know, it's all well and good to have critiques and thoughts on a story. but as kind of like a personal etiquette offer what you would have done differently and not just say, I think they could have done it better because that's vague and you're just backseat coaching and backseat direct. My idea was that you ask the doctor character and have her be the doctor and have her be the one that has this intimate Mm -hmm. knowledge of Vader's injuries and, physical trauma not necessarily knowing everything that's happening inside his fucked up
1: head and because of that she starts to sympathize with him
0: exactly she starts to sympathize with him she literally sees like let the moment he murders her be the moment that she sees his face i feel like if you actually give her a reason to feel that kind of intimacy she doesn't feel cartoonish and unlike it's like, again, like, I don't want to say that it's sexist because I don't want to say that it's sexist, but it's like it's borderline. And it, yeah. like, you would only ever see. Now, this what if they portrayed like, a man like this? Would you still have the same exact anger? Because it's yeah, it's, it's stupid and cartoonish. My point yeah. is that, like, you only ever see women written in this way. And Star Wars has done such a good job of not lowering itself to like, oh, here's the kooky woman who gets obsessed with the guy in power. Like, again, like, give her a reason. Let her be around him. Put her in a situation where she witnesses Vader's power. Like, she sees him force push some guy across the room. Okay, cool. Like, if she is, like, legitimately his doctor and is, like, the personal caretaker for Darth Vader, mm-hmm. have her, like, witness, like, security or, like, hologram footage of, like, the kind of shit he could do and let her be marveled by, like, oh my God, he is a tight he is a dark side behemoth of a Sith Lord. You know, like she, she begins to fantasize about all these different ways that like Vader will basically rescue her. And it's incredibly pathetic. And she, she's written as this like damsel one
1: dimensional.
0: Exactly. And again, not every character has to be some kind of incredibly complex character like Vader, but like in a story like this, it's, It's hard to want to enjoy it. And what you were saying, TJ, about like, oh, well, the whole point is like these bizarre stories about Vader. That's why I like the first issue so much. I was kind of lukewarm on the second one. It was still cool. But I don't. If the whole point is, let's see Vader from the perspective, from different perspectives we've never seen before. I think that it is on to choose a perspective that is inherently incompatible with and to make the decision of we've seen like we make the huge shift into like, he's a, he's a hero. And that's very, from a certain point of view. And we have the perspective of oh, this is what he looks like to the imperial officer who's terrified for his life. What you could do, there's a limitless number of characters and points of view you could have before just telling this really strange story. That like I don't I don't understand the the allure. Of. I understand ooh, like how like legitimately terrifying is it to be an imperial officer who's about to look Vader in. Or like the 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 funny idea of like these people know nothing of the Empire, the Jedi, the Sith, the Rebellion, the Republic, and now all they see is like, you know, this triumphant hero, this triumphant warrior clad in armor, destroying the beast that has kept them down, mm-hmm. and like, oh, of course they're going to think of him as a messiah. Yeah, but the book never, but the that first issue, never pretends that vader is that messiah Mm -hmm. the kid hypes it up but the whole time it's coming back to vader acting like vader yeah so you know what i said in my review again pitching different ideas you know if you have if you you know just don't rewrite it don't rewrite the doctor character just tackle it from the perspective of a different thing have it be a jedi on the run You know, and like let Vader just be this like terrifying Grim Reaper type character. Have it be from the perspective of a civilian in the Empire who he's just this mysterious, almost Batman like character. You, You can do so many different things and like recontextualize Darth Vader without writing a story that flies perhaps unintentionally in the face of so many different fans and types of fans in the fan community, especially at a time where the toxic fans and the kinds of people who want to take a pot shot at shippers at Ray Lowe's, at whatever, when like a book like this is like, ha, 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 they're basically writing about Ray Lowe's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. there's so they, they make it really easy for that to happen. Um, that's my hot take on it. I, I, again, I don't think there were, there was malice there, but I don't, I don't think this, this, but it could be was,
1: interpreted as such.
0: It very easily could be interpreted.
1: Yeah. I mean, I read it and it was, it was pretty weird. I thought, and this is star Wars we're talking about, which just the whole concept of star Wars is weird. Let's just get at that out of the way. Um, but this cut, but Dark visions three in particular, I thought was pretty weird. She felt very one dimensional, but like the one thing I took out of it was that her obsession, her huge obsession with with Vader was her downfall and death, which I thought was not poetic and nice. But other than that, it wasn't, I don't know. It was just weird to see that, to see someone like her, obsess over this black clad monster of vader i don't know how else to put it
0: yeah and like i said you can tell the story in a very similar way without writing her so cartoonishly um yeah that's that that's my take yes that was your podium call uh thank you for letting me of course, for so of course, buddy. This is this is our show. Give you the platform to stand on before ripping it out from underneath of you. Uh, <laughs> but that's all we have for uh, this episode of the Do Back Discussion podcast. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode and uh, catch us back next Tuesday. With another episode of the Do Back Discussion podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Dubackdiscussion.net You're Discussion. home for everything nerddom and Dark Jedi. Uh, so like that, that's TJ Bowser signing off. And this is Jared, the Dark Jedi. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Oh, wow. Follow my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. And uh, yeah, that's it. Have a good one, guys tune in to holly heroes
1: um and this is Connor chiquiti signing off facebook twitter um on facebook you can find me at the alliance of star wars fanatics a facebook group where we our basic mission is to celebrate the star wars franchise and talk positively about it leaving out all the unneeded hate and negativity that has permeated the fan base so
0: Well said,
2: brother. Well said. Check Yo, I be buying bees, so all my girls be I and C's. Coming backstage, dying to get please. You got me, I rock the facade and linen. Why you spot and grinning with a bunch of foxy women? Why you speedball with cars? That's the valley. I get clothes custom made for my stylist. Cruise in my Lexus land with no malice. Why you walk the street until your feet get callous? Take you on the natural high like a palate. it be all good, toss your clothes like a salad. When it's all over, put your your vote in my ballot. This my diner. I'm Ellen, your Alice. Spend the night and look to see's palace. If be all good as long as you don't act childish. While you're standing there with the crisp in your cup, at worst come the worst. Keep this on the hush. Uh. I know you see me on the video. I know you
3: heard me on the radio. But you still don't make no attention. Listening to what your girlfriend's mention. He's a slut, he's a hoe, he's a hoe. Got a different girl every day, other way.
2: It's cool,
3: on I had to let you know, then I got on you While you
2: trying to catch C-Breeze I'm in the PVs, on chrome D3s Decked out TVs CDs with crazy baits Keep my lady lace. Don't be fooled by the baby face I hope you're not, cause your thighs got me hot Only one plan, that's the rise to the top I told you before when I first pursued I want to interlude in the nude Or like food when we get Girlfriend, we don't mean to be rude But anything I touch comes straight to the rear I take chicken as white, right, the playmate of the year Cause when I first met her, she had the legs and the temper Game real good, sex was even better I got it for the cheddar once I hit it in the snack cause some seeds aka long dick from the back huh. I know you see me on the video True. I know you heard me on
3: the radio True. But you still don't make it Mention, listening to what your girlfriend's mention He's a slut. He's a hoe. He's a freak. Got a different girl every day. Other way. It's cool, I'm not tryna put a rush on you I had to let you know that I got a crush on you Yo shorty,
2: why not you go get a bag of the lethal I'll be right here just chillin' with your people You know Julia Mafia was just a preview I know I had you open, so I'ma leave you Especially when I know your man is feeble It's these days you never old. you know how we do My game is tight, we do the same every night How smooth is the words that come from Frank White You messin' with city kings with glissing wings That's Gonna show you good times, pretty thing Cause you were spotted In the club, looking exotic Buy somebody short, dark, and chocolate You got it, any plans to take, don't stop it Junior Mafia, yeah, we all about a profit I'm the right dude to get you in a nice mood in rocks the size of ice cubes huh? I know you see me on the video I know you heard me on the radio
3: don't pay no attention. Listening to what your girlfriend's mention He's a slut, he's a hoe, he's a boy Got a different girl every day, other week. It's cool, not trying to put the wash on you I had to let you know that I got a crush on you. I know you see me on the video. I know you heard me on the radio, but you still don't pay me no attention, listening to what your girlfriend's mentioned. He's a slut, he's a hoe, he's a freak, got a different girl every day of the week.